Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, friendos, and welcome on back to the Sacred Icon Ranch. Where are we talking about all them halos? We are back with episode 129. And if you guys listened to our recent revisiting of the Master Chief Collection episodes, you might have picked up on how much the Halo 5 beta skirted around much of the topics at hand in those episodes. So today is the day we're going to pluck out that chapter in our shared nostalgia and whack some member berries. I'm your host and current addict of the newest NBA 2K. Seriously, guys, I'm experiencing... A huge renaissance in my sports ball. Love it. Guys, it is Jashi Washi. Joining me as always is my buddy, my pal, my friend, your host, and the guy who is still up early despite Little River Kate holding dominion over his sleep schedule, everyone. It's Bri Bri Arvet. Bri, good morning. Good morning, Josh. What's what's up, guys? This is like like a low-key episode four, like continuation of like the MCC retrospective because the Halo 5 beta kind of goes like hand in hand with that. I mean, it was part of the uh, came the, being in the beta came with MCC, and also the beta started like what was it a month or two after, not even two months after the, the MCC. It was came in January, out. wasn't it? I think it was in January. I thought it was in December. Oh, it was in right. no. I think you're right. I think it was in December. I think it ended in January, like late January. I think yeah. so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, so it was kind of crazy that uh, this is not at all how we wanted things to go, but basically MCC comes out in 2014, you know, after weeks of trying to figure out if it's going to get fixed, waiting for patches, going online, talking to each other. It's pretty much seeming like this just is probably, you know, 2014, we just think this is probably going to be uh, never what we never were going to be what we thought it was supposed to be. It's probably going to be broken more or less forever. This will never be the multiplayer collection that we hoped it would be. And it was, it was like super sad and Mm -hmm. it's surprising, but somehow Halo 5's beta managed to take our attention away from it enough to distract us for at least, well, really, I was going to say distract us for at least a month, but I would say then after playing the beta, it kind of rolled us into a new year of a hype for Halo 5, which it's funny. They pretty much were just like, they got us on a year of hype for MCC and then MCC shit the bed, and a month later they're like, "Oh, but what about this carrot?" <laughs> it's like a and year like, of yeah, we'll chase that carrot, only to yeah get a whole new carrot or flavored yeah, whole those. new carrot. We chase that one for yeah. a year. So. You were right, Brian. Though um, I'm looking now, it was made available December 29th in 2014, and it ended January 18th in 2015. Okay, yeah. well it was very close to January yeah, starting. Yeah. So, um, 
But yeah, so if you had the MCC, you got into the Halo 5 beta uh, for free. Uh, that was the only way in, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's kind of interesting, and we've told the story off and on on the podcast through the years, but basically the first time we ever saw Halo 5, like gameplay, like what it was going to look like was it was me, Josh, my brother Creighton, and his cousin Justin. We were all sitting around my computer, and it was a couple hours from the MCC Midnight launch, and there's a leak of like eight seconds of gameplay of Halo 5 multiplayer, like a leak. And we look at the leak, and the leak is, like, doesn't look, like, it looks really well done, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look real because it's showing these these guns and these new graphics, and all these guns are are having uh, aim down sights. Even the assault rifle is aiming down sights. And, like, that was just mind-blowing to us at the time because we're, because not only were we thinking that Halo 5 is going to take us back to a classic Halo 3, Halo 2-esque multiplayer experience, because that's what everyone asked for after Halo 4, but we're also thinking, there's no way they would already no way. not hear the fans and not do classic gameplay, but then also go, you know what needs aim down sights? Halo. You know what gun in Halo needs aim down sights? The assault rifle. It just seemed <laughs> like it, it couldn't be real. It just seemed like it couldn't be real, but it also looked real. Well, then a couple hours after that leak... And a few hours before the MCC Midnight launch, they do an official reveal of Halo 5 multiplayer, and it turns out that leak was 100% real. This is Halo 5's multiplayer, and there's aim down sights in the game with the left trigger as opposed to just regular scope on the analog. And every single gun in the game, assault rifle, plasma pistol, they all Mm -hmm. have an aim down sights mechanic, which initially got me and my brother and a little bit of Justin all going, what in the world were they thinking? This is so stupid. I cannot believe we waited, and they didn't go back to classic Halo multiplayer, and now they're making... So why would an assault rifle have aimed on sights, and they're calling it Smart Scope, Smart Link, or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just felt... It was just... We just weren't happy, and then they go right into, like, this multiplayer match with some of the pros. They did Breakout. They I think we saw Breakout, too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't And they get show it anymore. off, and they have, like, commentating and stuff to, like... And, and I don't know how to describe it, Josh, but do you ever have, like... It's like when somebody starts to do something without your permission or acknowledgement that you want it, it kind of irritates you, right? So it's almost like if, let's say, Josh, let's say I invite you over to my house to play Halo, and you come over, I'm like, dude, I'm going to show you this 20-minute clip of uh, Rise Oof, of the Planet of the Apes. 20 minutes. And I just put it in. Yeah. And I just put it in, and I, and I fast-forward to it, and I start showing it to you. I basically have just said, like, I didn't get to see if you wanted to watch Rise of the Planet of the Apes at all. I just basically forced you to volunteer 20 minutes. What was the time. one we watched together that was the second one? Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. Wait, yeah. War was... No, 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 no I'm sorry, Dawn, Dawn. Well, Dawn? Dawn, okay. Dawn's the second. Okay. God, that's we'll so hard, that's so hard. Yeah. Anyway, that was, but, that was my favorite one. It was good, it was worth it. <laughs> but that's what it felt like with the Halo 5 multiplayer announcement, because they show off Halo 5 multiplayer, like, what it's going to look like with these new mechanics, and then they go right into a commentated multiplayer match, and, and I am struck, I'm like, I'm still recovering from seeing what this gameplay looks like. And now you're showing me a fully commentated multiplayer match. I didn't ask you for a commentated multiplayer match. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this shit. I don't like it. I want MCC and I want classic Halo. So I was in a butthurt mood. You know, this is 2014. My brother thinks it's stupid. Justin, I feel like he, he he wasn't as upset, but he was like, yeah, I don't think this looks very good. Josh really didn't say anything. Uh, so that was kind of the last thing we did as a group before MCC came out because... Right after watching that, we took Justin back home because he had the game, he had MCC uh, digitally. Boy, did he let us know. <laughs> and he let us know several times. 
And then me, uh, Creighton, and Josh went to a store called Vidiums, etc. for the midnight launch. And basically, all we did at that midnight launch was talk about what we had seen in Halo 5. And we were really, you know, this is what me and Josh have encouraged people not to do since the beginning of Sacred Icon. Um, we were really, like, hyperbolic about it. We were just like, not so much Josh, but, like, me and Creighton were like, this, this looks so stupid. This is ass. What are they thinking? Why is there aim down sights on the assault rifle? I don't want this. There's clamber. All this. I don't want this in Halo. This isn't Halo, you know. And and then Josh was, Josh probably you probably had a few little minor, like complaints or like concerns, but you were mostly just like, I don't know if it's that bad. I mean, I don't know if you said it that That's night. But eventually, pretty you were much like, my mindset. I, I it was I was just like, struggling to, I like to identify. I I think ultimately at the time I liked it, but I was having trouble reconciling. The part of myself that thought I'm not supposed to. Every part of myself, who I am, yeah. is not supposed. Well, because to. you were the guy above anyone else in the group who was saying Halo needs to return to classic uh, multiplayer gameplay. Because Josh was the person in the group most turned off by Halo Four, so you were like the main person who should have been upset by it. Yeah, that was another. It's a good footnote to make in this is that I hadn't played any Halo Four multiplayer guys until that year. In 2014, I went over to Brian's. We started hanging out again, like we said before. And when we were able to get all of us together, Halo 4 multiplayer was typically what we played. And I got, you know, the Promethean Vision and started using a lot of different um, stuff like that. They, they got, they mostly, I think by that point, got rid of the drop pod stuff that they were doing. Um, and you had told me, like, how it was at launch and all how different stuff was. But uh, even though I had fun with it, it felt way too different. The sprinting and even the aesthetics and the, the Spartan designs, you know, and just stuff like that. So I was, like yeah. Brian said, like you said, I, I was ready to get back to the roots and see 343 take it with that same approach, but with their own DNA spin on it. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it basically kind of dominated our conversation until we waited for MCC. And then, as you know, we've already covered in our three episodes, we all went home Put in MCC, and that's where that whole fiasco began. I mean, we literally just covered that yeah, whole topic. But also, if I can add in before I forget, I don't want to get too ahead or anything. But uh, well, no, this was actually before they released a CG trailer. At some point, it was a brief teaser of the Spartans in an arena, and they're la- going yeah. off the launch pads, which is essentially them teasing the breakout mode. And yeah. when we saw that trailer, not just the teaser trailer, but then you know, following that, we saw that gameplay trailer. I was interested to see the new mechanics, like the sliding and stuff like that. But um, Breakout was a weird way to kind of introduce some of that. But you could tell at the yeah. time they wanted to push that as like, that's going to be the new thing. I think looking back, I mean, it's a whole different story. It's more to do with Halo 5. But I think Breakout and Warzone were two very much like, I, I think those two were the staples that 343 wanted to put on Halo, like as their identity. Well, and they didn't really. I think there's a. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I think there's a lot of conversation we can have on this as we go on because, I mean, this is this is kind of out of order of how I was going to talk about it, but like, I feel like Halo Five is essentially the most three four three product of the lot. It's them really being finally an established team with their own goals in mind for creating their own type of game. You know that Warzone was such a new idea. Um, you know, things like Breakout was such a new idea. They, they they wanted to evolve the mechanics of Halo forward with the clambering and the aim down sights and the ground pound. But they also wanted to do it, in, and this is something I was going to get to as well, they wanted to do it in a, in a respectful way in the sense that 
evolving Halo 5, Halo's gameplay forward was still going to keep the core principles of Halo multiplayer intact. Everyone was going to have the same starts. There wasn't going to be loadouts. Everyone was going to have the same abilities, and it would be about controlling the the power weapons on the map and having you know even even. Oh, I ate that up. I think that was the so. part that initially like pulled me in immediately when I watched that video. Was I thought, okay, that's what I miss. And also the way they showed it off made it you know is you know just like you see in every intro video in Halo Five where you actually see it shows the focus on the rockets and the yeah. OS and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, that's not something even the Bungie Halos did. That's and all the that. the Spartan voices they put in, so that even if you didn't communicate with your teammates, the Spartans would communicate. Like you know, <laughs> I've got a guy on red base. You know? I don't want to get ahead, but I do remember that being like the first big complaint to come out of that beta was people said our Spartans talk way too much. Like, well, I, yeah, I thought it was cool though. I liked like, it. it did, yeah, I liked like, it. it. It really like Halo Five. It felt like they were pushing, like hyper pushing Halo into the competitive sphere because. You know, it was even starts with great maps and, and, and weapon power, weapon control, and having your Spartans call each other out, and then even having, like, the beginning and ending animations of the Spartans, like, bumping fists and being didn't like, didn't like that aspect up? as much. You liked it? Uh, I liked the one they left in the game, which was the one where you finish the game and they just kind of stand there. Yeah. It was the one that they bumping fists stuff that we didn't like yeah. uh, so much. But, yeah, so, so basically, you know, MCC comes out, shits the bed, all that stuff. And we're still pissed about that, but you know, in the back of our heads is we're going. Wait a minute! They said the Halo Five beta was going to be coming like a month and a half later after MCC mm-hmm. came out. So like we're we're coming up like we were so obsessed with the MCC being broken that before you knew it, it's like oh, next week is the Halo Five beta. So the Halo Five beta was coming up, and uh, it managed to. I don't remember like what my first match was like. I don't think any of us were together at that point for the first time. No, because, well, preceding this, I'll just say that when we're sitting there in the parking lot, ready to get our copy of MCC, you know, the whole time we're thinking, even going in up to that point, we're thinking like, yes, Halo 5 is coming. Yes, it's going to be something that we're going to play, look forward to. But MCC feels very much like the home. For us, that's where we're gonna stay. And for some of us, it kind of felt like the end because we didn't like what we'd seen of, of five. Yeah, and I, it's weird to think about how it just that completely got flipped on its head. And it was MCC that we ended up having to kind of walk away from. In five, that would kind of pull us forward and kind of save yeah. us in a way. It was kind of reaching out the hand and stuff like that. But um, no, I, I, there was like a stress test thing a weekend they did or something like that because I remember getting into that and it was like only a weekend and I. Yeah. I got in and I got to play like two or three matches and it threw me off because I, I can't remember now, but I think it was like right, it was a bumper to throw the grenade and that mm. threw me off. Maybe it was left bumper. I can't remember now, but, um, you know, instead of the left trigger, it was by default one of the bumpers and I had to get used to that. But, uh, I remember playing on, I want to say it was, yeah, it was Empire and I was like, this is kind of cool. It felt competitive. I didn't talk to anybody, but it felt competitive. And then, yeah, yeah we got to play together. Pretty quickly, but not, yeah, not right away. Yeah, I think I was there. I think I tried it in that opening, like, weekend as well, and it's one of those things where if your mind is convinced that it's going to suck and you're going to hate it, and you bring that into your first experience and you're not open-minded, you're probably just going to walk away not impressed. So I remember trying it out and, like, having a decent time, but just being like, nah, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. That's not Halo. You know, but then it was, it wasn't, I mean, we're kind of misremembering a bit because it was a while ago now, but, like, I remember it being kind of like we all played it separately and all kind of liked it low key. 
And then we were like, let's play it together. And then we started playing it together. And the, the way the game was designed with it being so focused on the maps and the power weapons and the Spartans calling out locations, it, it just very naturally kind of funneled all four of us into this, let's work together as a team to get as many kills as we can and cover each other, which in a way that we never had in prior Halos. And, and prior Halos we played together, it was much easier to be like, oh, Josh is going to run over here, and we're going to run over here. And maybe Josh and Justin will stay together, but we're mostly just running around killing people. But Halo 5, it had such a, it felt like it had such a concerted effort to like bring the group together to work together to be the dominant team. That- and we played a few matches like that, and we just kind of had like this self-realization moment, the four of us that were like, are, are you having a lot of fun? Like, you know, this like, game's yeah, pretty are you, badass. Are, like, are you having a lot of fun? Yeah, like, oh my, this is freaking amazing. No, that's, Holy that's shit. That's perfectly said. I mean, yeah, like Brian said, to, to kind of reiterate, uh, it, there, we never had that in a prior game. I mean, we were playing Halo 4 and Gears 3, like multiplayer, that summer going into the hype train, and even just prior to that, of games we played in the past and multiplayer stuff, and we never had a moment like that. I never had a moment like that with any of my friends at any point in time playing multiplayer where we really, really decided to stick together and you're making quick call outs and doing all that type of stuff. Every time it was just typically we're on the same team, but we're all going off in our own directions and occasionally maybe working together like I got the flag or something like that. But that was really the extent of it. We start playing this and somehow just quickly without even really talking, we started to organically communicate where this person is. This person's one shot, uh, flags down here, you know, or blah, 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 or, you know, I, I picked up BR, or, you know, something like that. And, yeah, we fall into this sink in this rhythm. And before we know it, you know, we get into those lobbies, and I'm starting to realize I'm going, like, 29 and 3 sometimes. I'm, going, I'm in, like, the 20 pluses yeah. in terms of my KD, and everyone's going kind of, like, positive. And like you said, I mean, there's a point where we're kind of sitting back looking at the stats in the lobbies, looking how much we're, like, winning these games. And we're like, this is – they got something here. Yeah. I think – I think and even, even I, like, the least competitive person in the group, even I was, like, really getting into it competitively. It's and the most like competitive I've ever seen, po- Brian. Yeah. Going positive in all of the matches because, like, I would – we'd hang out as a group and I would be kind of the guy in the back – and I would kind of like, you know, crouch around a corner or whatever, and like someone would come up to attack Josh or, or Justin or Creighton, and I would Surprise! pepper some shots and, yeah, pepper some shots and, and then like keep myself from dying, but also, you know, contribute. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and that's, that's also the moment kind of where like we were playing for a while, and then Justin goes, hey, guys, do you think, uh, Sorry. God, what? Do you think maybe we should try going pro? You think we should try going pro? I got it. Okay, let's, let's unpack most... this a little bit if we can. Let's unpack this. Okay. okay. So. We're playing, and we played this for, like, hours. I mean, hours, okay? I'm not exaggerating. It was, like, the entire night, pretty much. But we're a couple hours into it, and we haven't lost a single match. We fall into that sink. Uh, Brian's KD is going positive. Brian, typically, his best modes are objective game types, like CTF, Stronghold, so on and so forth, Oddball, even. And Brian would just... He'll just be, make a beeline for the flag. He'll just run in there. Well, I just... Uh, it was like we all, in our respective roles, collectively clicked, and we just found out how to work together. Sometimes we didn't even need to communicate. I I knew I got just I could see Brian running, making his beeline, and I would just hang back rather than try to rush in with him like I maybe would have done back in the day. And I'm start thinking smart, and I see people going for him, and I'm picking them off. And then Brian's boom, getting the flag out, getting the flag back, and boom, one point on the board, two points on the board, three po- match over, and. Uh, I mean, granted, we probably had the advantage over a lot of people that were playing 
individually with other people individually, but we just fell into a huge sink. Well, yeah, we get a couple hours into this and it just keeps getting more and more fun playing on at at the time. I think it was still just empire in truth. They later released, which we'll talk about, um, regret and God, they had Pegasus, I think maybe. What was the inverse of empire? Oh, that's what I'm trying to think. I'm yeah. trying to find that out. The one that was Empire, but forged differently. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I don't seen it listed. I'm looking, but uh, anyway, but we get to a point where we're in the lobby again, looking at the KD. Every match, every post game lobby, we're just like, "This is that was fucking awesome, Brian. You saved my ass there, or something like that," and and just yeah. having fun. And and just like, oh, man, what, what do you guys think about going pro? And Brian, at this point in time. If I remember correctly, I, uh, Brian and I were in the same room. I want to say Creighton was too, but kind of behind us. Brian and I are like adjacent to one another. Justin is at home, but he's at this particular night, but he's playing, of course, over Xbox. And Brian looks at me. I look at Brian, and we have this smile on our faces. And there's and it's this it's it's two different kinds of smiles. It's like a, it's like Justin, you've just no, <laughs> but B, you know, like bless your heart, but no. And then B, it's also just like, man, this is where the fun begins. Like this is what we wanted with MCC and somehow we're here, but, but it's, yeah, well, it's, it's clicking. Kind of, we're all clicking. It's kind of stereotypical. Like that's, that's a Justin move to say something right that, like that. Right. So it kind of signified like we're in the zone right now, but it was so silly. Cause like we've been playing this new halo game for a few hours mm-hmm. and yeah, we were kicking ass, but it's a new halo game. We weren't, we weren't like matched up with skill based. Like it wasn't like skill based. Like people that we that that were matched with our skill and stuff, and also like Josh and Creighton were far better than me and Justin. Like they were the most the kills. So like just the whole like maybe because he wasn't joking, he was serious. Like maybe we should go pro. It was just like, dude, come on, you're <laughs> too hyped right now. You know, but I love it. I love it because I was smiling because yeah. I sat there and I thought, I thought, man, we actually really got something here. I've never. Uh, you know, I, I never had a high like that in any Halo multiplayer. And I'm thinking MCC. I'm thinking even Halo 5 is going to be like almost this nostalgia trip that I'm going to play for a long time. But it's not yeah. I'm going to be chasing the highs I felt in the past, but I'm not going to be reaching those highs. This was superseding those highs. And I'm like, what? You know, and, and but just, so Justin going off like that, it was like it was wholesome. But it was also like, no, no. Like, <laughs> well, what's crazy is even as. You know, obviously it took years for MCC to be working properly, right. but even as MCC worked good enough to play and then MCC eventually worked really good, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, I would say over 50% of the time, unless it was a LAN party, of course, over 50% of the time, if we were getting on Xbox Live to play Halo with each other, it was like, let's play Halo 5. Like, we don't want to play MCC, yeah. we want to play Halo 5 more often than MCC. Yeah. We, For me and, I mean, Josh, it's still Josh's favorite multiplayer, I mm-hmm. think. It is. Halo it 5. Is. And for me, it's like probably number two, potentially number three, but probably number two. Like Halo 5's multiplayer is just such a blast. And you know, there's an interesting thing we should probably acknowledge, like an elephant in the room with this. I see it on Twitter all the time. Uh, the Halo 5 beta, we loved it, but we loved Halo 5 proper's multiplayer as well. I see a lot of people on the internet go, oh, I loved Halo 5's beta, but I I didn't like Halo 5's multiplayer. And I, and I that always kind of shocked me a bit because I do know of two big differences off the top of my head. But not enough to make it that extreme. I know the SMG was like a freaking power weapon in the beta. That's why I got that many kills. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit there and say I wasn't thinking smart and playing smart. But that thing, I used that as much as possible. That was my go-to. Dude, if weapon. I picked up the SMG and I started shooting someone first, they had no chance. It was just I load them. 
Oh, SMG was way overpowered. So I remember by the time Halo 5 came out, the SMG was like half of what it was in the beta. And then also, there was a graphical downgrade. Like, I know that exists. Like, that happened. You can look up shots on the internet. It's very, it's, it's easy to see. The beta looked a lot nicer than the official release did. But also, the beta was just a vertical slice of the game that didn't have everything else in it. Right. So, it made sense that they... And that's not were, stuff I noticed at first. You know, I, I can think back to the Halo no. 3 beta, and it was the same difference. I kind of... I remember how the graphics looked in that slightly different than the launch, and I preferred the betas, but when I'm playing that stuff, it takes me years to kind of notice that. I'm not yeah. thinking about it, but... Yeah, so, but but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's... I'm sure there's actually probably more to it than that, but I don't know why people today say they, they, they love the beta but don't like the official yeah. release. Yeah, Brian... Because um, what, what else really changed? I mean, I'm sure there was some... Like tightening up of mechanics and, and, and timing and things like that right. and weapon tuning, but I was gonna say so yeah it was Truth and Empire, then it was Regret which was the Eden. Truth remix in Eden yep which was the Empire one and then we had the Pegasus and Orion which was the Forge maps, and we yeah. and, you know excluding the breakout stuff but man I remember and we liked the Forge well, maps from a I was gonna say let's quality, talk about that like I remember right away we were pretty positive on Empire and Truth seeing the midship remake just looked aesthetically beautiful and there was that little section on one of the sides where you'd see like a hologram of one of the prophets i think if i'm not mistaken and we just thought that was so cool i remember at the time and yeah you could see like a covenant ship outside the yeah oh my goodness and at the same time too uh, i don't want to get too ahead if i am but um that's when we started getting sprint the sprint episodes coming out and man this was just a euphoric time guys because it literally like Brian said, you know, we're going from a whole year of hype to going into MCC. Well, then MCC turns out to be a shiny turd. Not even a shiny turd. I'm giving it too much credit at that point. <laughs> but, no, it uh, wasn't shiny. Yeah, it wasn't shiny at all. It was It was just... It was a turd full of content. Yeah, it was a big old turd. And yeah. then we go into Halo 5's beta, and momentum starts to pick up again. And we essentially ended up hitting reset on the hype train because what we put into... Uh, MCC was now being transitioned over to Halo 5. And at the time, you know, you're seeing the Sprint stuff come out too to kind of like promote it. The Halo channel, I think, is up around that time as well. And it just, again, it. We've seen stills of like this guy, Agent Locke. Yeah. And, you know, the Seeds of, uh, seeds of Our Future, Sony's past. Like, we're. It's really kind of sad how much we were kind of. We kind of fanboyed because the fact that they could hype us up all year for MCC release a complete shit product and then roll us over into a new hype immediate almost immediately. Well they had us sad that we went hard for, it. for that stuff, man. We were. Yeah. They were like, oh your heart's yeah. broken. Well here's I, I you know, you know I love you, right? <laughs> we were like, yeah, we know. And <laughs> we just went with it. I know the old games you loved are broken, but try out our new yeah. game. And we're like, okay. You know, it, it was it was cool too because I'm playing Breakout and I I mean we played that several times and it never quite landed, but it was fun to play what was essentially like uh, a real focused version of SWAT, you know, and and I remember just uh, like I didn't like the sort of digital like Tron almost like landscape as much as I love those movies. I didn't really like, care for the landscape of those maps. You know, I like the beauty that feels like they take place aesthetically in, in Halo's worlds. But it was really fun to play that, too. And just to get to use um, a lot of those like clamber features, uh, the the sprint stuff, um, the sliding and especially especially seeing that was something right away. That was cool is just seeing how sprint worked in tandem with your shield. So, like, if your shield was, you know, if you're sprinting while you've taken some damage, your shield will not attempt to even go up until you are done. So it really... Which I remember you loved that because you hated the unlimited sprint. Right, and it just... Well, because it felt like it punished 
people for being... You just run away until you got your shield Yeah, back. you could run away if you wanted to risk it for the bacon, or if you were stupid and you did that, and your shields are down, but you're sprinting, and someone gets to pick you off. It just felt satisfying if you're that person. If you're that person yep. that got shot, then you feel like an idiot, you know? But and, and at the same time, too, remember the kill cams? They had kill cams in the beta. Yeah, they got rid of Yeah, them. they got rid of those super yeah. quickly. I feel like even before that beta was over. Well, that was something the fans complained about, including myself. The kill cams, and we complained about the dude bro Spartans at the be- yeah. beginning and end of match. Didn't. Know. They basically be like, like chiss bump, what's up, bro? You want to go get some... Some beer and watch the game tonight. Fist bump. Yeah, it you felt know, it, was, it felt it way too varsity like. I'm like, man, this is not. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like coming off of um, oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on the mode right now, but the damn season thing they did with uh, uh Halo Four. What was that extra mode? It's got like 40 quests. Oh, um, I'm forgetting oh, Spartan Ops. Spartan Ops. Yeah, it okay. just felt like it had oh, that yeah. kind of energy transitioned over into multiplayer, and I think everyone was like, "I'm, I, I'm over that. I don't want that." And yeah, yeah, there was, but there was so much fun times that first night. I mean, this, this went on for a while, but that first night, there was a point when we're playing on. No, this was, a, I think, this was a, a, a future night because we're playing on that remix map of Eden. The no, no, no. I'm sorry, it was Regret. It's the Crash Truth remix, so it's like flipped upside down, and. We're sitting there, it's the four of us playing, it's Creighton, Justin, Brian, and I, and we're running around the map together. We were butt buddies sticking around, and we're running around the map, right, and we're going in a circle, and we do like maybe two laps, and we realize we can't find anybody, and we're sitting there wondering, like, what is going on? Did they all quit? And we were pressing back, you know, as we're running, and we're like, no, everyone's still in there. Like, are they camping somewhere? It's like, I don't, like, let's run around again, and we get to a certain point. And I think I said it, I was like, it started to hit me, like, I think they're doing the same thing we're doing. Running around the same rotation. But they're behind us, and I said, turn around, and then we turned around, and within like 10 seconds, we find them, and a scrimmage happened, and we ended up winning, and it just felt so satisfying to outsmart your opponents, outthink them, outplay them, outperform them in every way, and... Brian was so aces with that. There were there was one moment. I mean, I'm uh, this is all over the place, but there was one moment where Brian and I are playing one day after work. We're working at the same job, and we get on immediately after we get home. And we're on that same map, but we get in one of the bottom rooms. We're trying to like flee into this thing, and it felt like fifteen. I mean, I'm exaggerating because you know it's four v four or whatever it was. But it felt like 15 of them were flying in at us, and we held tight. We held the line, and we just we, – anytime – by the time they came in that room, they were dropping. And it just felt so good because Brian and I are, like, almost yelling at one another. But we're, like, just we're just so intensely playing uh, with our battle yeah. rifles, our, our assault rifles. I mean, oh, God, the pistol was amazing. DMR. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, DMR, but, I mean, the yeah. pistol I haven't even talked about. But the pistol was – incredible the weapons in the game were really well done I, I wasn't a huge fan of the redesign for the spanker rocket launcher mm. and i never really got into the hydra that much i like hydra i like the hydra in Infinite, i did not but. like i remember the sniper scope I, I even even in the launch version i felt like it was too bulky you know and i, I didn't it felt like yeah. it it didn't have took up half the screen yeah they need to, that field if they ever patch it to have the field of view slider that wouldn't be a problem anymore no but yeah we played so much there were not there were oh my gosh there were nights that i remember being at work brian would be off and i knew that he was online playing with justin and it ate at me i was so envious wanting to play with these guys yeah and vice versa you know if brian or i were on or i was on with justin or something like that or we could get creighton in there and 
trying to line up our schedules to make that happen was kind of rare throughout that beta. But when we did, it was amazing. And it got to a point either that first night or there was a second session or a third where we were all in there that Brian, I mean, we played for like six plus hours and Brian is like kind of tapped out. He wants to take a break. He's like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of done. I was like, let's play. Do we lose? Let's play. Do we lose? It's usually like, let's go out on a win. But it's like, we kept winning. I was like, I got to see what it's like to lose in this game. This is like, I got to, <laughs> I, I, I got to see how long this streak can yeah. go. And we played like a couple more and we eventually did lose a match. But what was funny too, I remember Brian, you remember, <laughs> I don't mean to throw Justin under the bus. It was just funny. Bless his heart. But like, Justin was always someone that gave Brian shit whenever we played multiplayer because Brian doesn't always get a positive KD, but when he's playing the objective, he's playing the objective. And well, I think what bothers him too is I don't care if I get right. Positive. And there'd be times like most of the time Brian would have a negative KD, even if he did play the objective, he helped us win or whatever. Justin would give Brian shit, but Justin typically like still scored lower on the on the scale. Then Brian, well, the moment he would get a match where he got maybe one more kill than Brian, he's in third place on the Carnage Report, starts immediately giving Brian shit. And Brian, <laughs> just you could tell Brian did not give an F. Brian didn't care at all. <laughs> it was really funny. That's what the hilarious thing is, is he would constantly be like, he'd be like, Brian, you need to really pick it up, man. You're, you're holding the team down. And, oh, you need to do try this thing. Try this thing. Make, just uh, just hang back more. Don't, don't be so aggressive. Like, constantly. And I'm just like... Dude, just let me play the damn game, okay? Like, and 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 then what would happen is after all that, and then after all that shit, yeah. Then we'd have a match where I got like 15 kills and he went like negative seven, and all it would take is me to just look over and be and say something like "You suck balls," <laughs> and he would be upset. He it would hurt him. Gave, he didn't want to suck. They gave each other so much shit back. Like Brian was more quiet and subtle with it. Justin would be more expressive. You know, and it was always funny because Brian kind of took it on the chin. But then the moment Brian does have a match where he does really well, KD wise, and he would say one thing, yeah, Justin would get real quiet. <laughs> I just look over at Justin, I'm like, it's okay, little guy. Why don't you just hang back a little oh, more man. and just try to try to play it safe? Oh, you know, that, and another thing that made that so much fun too was also that was where I really learned about dead zones. I started to realize, like on Truth, for example, I stopped going in that bottom mid area. I, if I was up top mid, that was fine. But I tried not to. I tried to stick to mostly, you know, doing circles and stuff yeah. around the map to kind of High cycle it yeah more, more risk than reward. yeah it really it really made that flow real well and the dna of that the way that game played and you know you could really kind of pick apart uh the type of player somebody was by if they ran out there a lot you know in places like that or if they didn't and they stayed up top mostly and try to capture like specific points and that was cool too i mean on the lower left of the map it would tell you like this is you know blue sneaky or something like that um and also at the time, the beta had it, the full game didn't, but it would indicate on your motion sensor, it had that sort of like almost like a little triangle, if you guys remember, where it would indicate if someone was maybe above you on the motion sensor or yeah. below you or, you know, and if it didn't have an arrow, you knew they were on the same level. Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I'm thinking of a different Halo, but wasn't this the Halo where in the Halo 5 beta, the radar had a long extension, but from I the think you're right. Release, I think it was, it was the beta and then yeah. they got super, super nerfed in the full game. So by the time you could see them on your radar, they were basically you could see them on screen. Yep. Yeah, it, it never yeah. really like, worked. Oh, what's the point? It never really, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've liked it at all since Halo Five. And I know it's my favorite, so maybe I'm biased, but like I don't even really find myself using it typically in Halo Infinite. And I love Infinite's multiplayer, but yeah. I think it sometimes need the needs the extension. I feel like that's well, kind of the point like, of it. 
let's kind of go into like a little bit different variation of the conversation sure. when talking about Halo Five beta. Um, you know, I, I the thing is, once we played the beta and we were having such a good time with it, seeing the mechanics, playing the game, feeling the gameplay, seeing the seeing the graphics, the menus. Mm-hmm. It just got me excited to think about what the full release of Halo 5 would be like. You know, like it's going to be more of this in multiplayer. The campaign is probably going to be mind-blowing because my thing was like, I had loved Halo 4, but the loudest voices had been saying Halo 4's campaign sucked. Halo 4's story sucked. So I thought to myself, well, if I'm wrong for for liking Halo 4 and, and, and the majority, it seemed like if people were right and Halo 4 wasn't good, then Halo 5 is probably going to be better, right? Because it's already got better gameplay, better graphics, it's on new hardware. This is probably going to be great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then as the year goes on and we get more marketing and we get the, you know, the Hunt the Truth and we oh. see more of Locke and all that stuff. Now, I don't want to go, because we've already done a Halo Halo 5 episode where we talked about that. So I'm, We're due for I a know Hunt the, the Truth one someday. We, we do need to put that in the log. Didn't we? Do did we not already do that? I don't think we have. I don't know. Hard to keep track. It of. is. But almost three years, Brian, contra- dude. Next month, it's almost been three years, dude. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. But I have a very controversial take about that. It pissed people off on Twitter because, you know, and we can't we can't go into this because it'll take too much time. We'll okay. save it for another time. But I like, I-, I said that I didn't find Hunt the Truth to be false marketing. It was, it was misleading, and Josh might disagree with me. He probably does. It was misleading in the sense that what we played was nowhere near as good as the the advertisements. Mm-hmm. But when people say false advertising, to me, that terminology strikes me as like, oh, if you buy an Xbox, it comes with a controller. Oh, wait, it didn't. Like, that's false advertising. <laughs> I remember when the 360 stopped feel- coming with the... No, maybe it was the Xbox Ones. They stopped coming with the headset, the wired headset. That yeah. sucked. <laughs> yeah. But you continue. But like, I I just, I think false advertising is like a, a, the wrong term to use for Halo, what happened with Halo 5 because it just, the fact of the matter was the marketing was so good and the camp, the, the story was so bad. Yeah. So like, if the story had been good, just like the multi, the campaign mm-hmm. or the marketing, even if they weren't exactly the same, people wouldn't have cared. And if you look at prior Halos, there's plenty of marketing for Halos. That nothing like well, that I definitely happened. Feel the game. Like, Halo 3 is a big I one. I feel like Hunt the Truth was similar to Memory Agent for Infinite in that it wasn't really false advertising because it just was extra material to kind of get you hyped that was set in that kind yeah. of same timeline where I thought the false advertising was for Halo 5 was in more of those commercials. The the dual ones they had with Chief and um and well, That's Locke. the main one that people... And that yeah. that I can understand because the game didn't end up really being like that. But the the Hunt the True stuff, that was just fun extra shit to kind of get you hyped you know, and, and maybe give you... When you know I'm not impression. saying you're wrong, Josh, and most people agree with you, but I don't even think that those were false advertisements. Okay. Well, hey, agree to just disagree, me, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, just for me personally, because it's like, what did they, what were they selling? What did they tell you that you were going to get that you didn't get? I mean... I think people that's, expected that's I, a lot more substance with the whole hunting chief and stuff Oh, like so did that. I. I, mean, I. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I don't I think... I mean, there's... I can, I can come over to your side, too, with some of that stuff. Like, I don't think it was too, too different with that aspect, but... You know, the whole thing where it's like, you know, you're seeing like Chief, you know, he's like, all hail the conquering hero or whatever. And Chief's like, looks like he's at death's door. It's like, we never really kind of had that moment. So, I don't no, know. No, it was just, a, it was like a hyperbolic representation right. of hey, them going quick, against each let, other and fighting. Listen to this. This is, this is that beta music that would play in the main menu. Oh. I kind of forgot. I don't remember that. I kind of forgot that, but it takes me back. Well, this one's uploaded by Unishek. Seven years ago. Probably before he worked oh, there. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, just oh man, I. Yeah. That was a time. But, that was a time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, anyways, the beta had got us really excited, sure. right? Like that that beta carried our hype all the way through uh, 2015. Like, pretty much the baggage of MCC was left behind. And the excitement for Halo Five was continued. Mm-hmm. For me, for Josh, I think it was mostly like probably I want to get to that full release, so I got that full multiplayer. I can play it whenever I want. I can get I can get a high rank. I can do these check yeah. out these different maps. I'll talk about that in a minute. But for me, for me, it was like. I'm so excited for this campaign because I love Halo Force campaign. This one's probably going to be better. Then through you go through the year, and they they announced that whoa, Blue Team's going to be in it, and Bucks coming back. It's a Spartan. All this advertising, all this stuff, the the hype of the ads, um, double cash money on that baby. It. Josh, did you know? Actually, this is crazy. I found this out when I made that controversial post on Twitter. Did you know Microsoft removed? Those two mark those ads from their YouTube account. They, they don't. They're not there. I didn't know that. Probably because they agreed with people's assessment of the false advertising. Yeah, we don't. You can only watch them through fans that have re-uploaded. Them. Oh wow! No, yeah, I didn't know that's that. That's not there anymore. Which I would. I feel bad for the people involved with those commercials because. I mean, I wouldn't read too much into it, but it's possible. You know, it's always possible. I mean, just it's just crazy. The rest are there, but those two are gone. Yeah. The Master Chief laying there dead. Lock laying there dead. But anyways, it was such an awesome build up to Halo Five. I don't think anyone really disagrees with the fact that the Halo Five hype was very real and we were all so excited mm-hmm. for it um but for me and i'm gonna this, i might go on for a little bit here but then i'll pass over to josh go for it. but for me halo 5 was such a giant part it was a it was a part of a giant turning point in my life because and i've told this on the podcast before too but like there's all that excitement and build up for halo 5 i'd requested time off work i'd put way way too much of my life's happiness in this game's release and then i go to the midnight launch at best buy the midnight launch is a wet fart, pretty much, because most people have moved on to digital by this. Which point. I had. So it's like previously me. for MCC guys, I yeah. hadn't within that span of the year. Yep. I had. Josh had switched over too, so I got so I was there in the line, and there's like maybe 20 people tops, and they're handing out like these cheap plastic uh, Master Chief and Lock Halloween masks for being in line, Ooh. and I just felt like. I just looked at myself and I thought to myself, I'm like, am I actually 23 or whatever right now? I'm like, I'm waiting in line at midnight. And I'm not judging anybody who does midnight launches still. I, you were just at a point there. yourself where you were wondering if you had outgrown it. For me personally, I'm like, have I outgrown this? Because I'm like, my friends are at home playing it gonna digitally or pre-ordering it digitally. I'm in line. The, line the, the midnight launch isn't even exciting. It's not even a party anymore. There's not that many people. They're handing out these masks. And I just had this really weird, and this thing is, I hadn't played Halo 5 proper yet, so I didn't know that the game was going to disappoint me. This is just how I was feeling about the situation of waiting in line and, and, and making it such an event of my life. And of course, I get home and I play it, and you know, I hate the story so much for the campaign. It, it leaves me wanting more, and then, of course, we've talked about that before, where it pretty much made our group of people that was going to just play Halo 5 like crazy, it kind of broke apart because I pretty much... Like SpongeBob meme, all right, I'm out. Was pretty much me. Like Brian, I'm very much like, was the glue. I I tapped out because I was like, this story is not only awful in its own regard, but it it, it shits on Halo Four. It shits on all the games prior, and it just it, it it screws up the lore. And obviously, and this is what I'm getting to. Obviously, as times went on, I've gotten older. I've matured more. These things really don't upset me that much anymore. It's all make it's all made believe. It's all make you know. It's all made up for the game. And nowadays, I can I can rectify in my mind how Halo Five fits into the greater story and decisions that were made. While I might not like them, I can make them make sense. I can accept them for what they are. 
uh, appreciate the mouth. good and, and not and not associate on the bad. What's that? Except these nuts in your mouth, Brian. I haven't done that in a long time. Hit me up with the sound. We're back. Of yeah, hit me up with the sound <laughs> of you admitting that Halo Four has the best multiplayer in the entire Halo series. Oh, like someone else is is, is claiming that or something? Or I, I'm realizing no, that you're myself. admitting that it is. Oh. You're admitting Halo Four. You know what, is the Brian? Multiplayer, dude. So many years have passed now, you know, and, and we're talking about it on this episode. And I think I'm starting to come to the realization that, you know, it wasn't Halo 5 and all that time I put into it. It was really that that brief sprint in June 2014 where I had that Promethean vision of sniping people on Halo 4 that I realized this is peak Halo. Sprinting around, you know, the oh, drop pod coming in. Give me it. Oh, the scoring, the scoring system. Oh, points instead of kills. Love it. Peak Halo. Oh, that shark and manatee. Oh, shark and manatee. You know, I don't understand it, but it's like, I prefer to not understand my Halo. I prefer. But didn't you feel more satisfied when you ran around the map three times full sprint to catch that guy that was one shot away from dying to finally kill yeah. him? Yeah. Nothing beat it. Nothing has beat it since. I've been chasing that high in Halo Infinite, and I can't, I can't reach it. It was so good that you just played it for the month of June and just said, I, it's, it's well, too little much people know, I still play my copy on the 360, so... You know, yeah, Josh is just yeah. Josh is like leaderboards of 360 to 4. Actually, it's been shut down. So. <laughs> He's just running customs online with people he meets up with on Reddit. Yeah, no, on Xbox to, Connect. To finish, to finish <laughs> up my but, yeah. Halo 5 spiel and then to pass it over to you so we can go into business and stuff. Um, yeah, so basically for me, Halo 5 beta was a welcome distraction from MCC. It was a blast. I had so much fun. And the the hype for Halo 5 because of that beta was so enriching. And even though the ultimate product disappointed me, uh, it's good now that time has passed to look back and, and look at things more logically through a more objective scope. Um, a lot of times when we we don't like a game or a movie, mm-hmm. it's easy, as, easy for us to go, I hated this whole thing. I hated Last Jedi. I hated Top Halo 5. Top to bottom. But then mm-hmm. if you're being if you're not if you're not letting your emotions take control you can really be honest about what you didn't like. The truth of the matter is, I loved Halo 5. I loved its I loved its art design. I loved its gameplay. I loved its mechanics, its maps, its multiplayer. I even loved its campaign. I just hated the story. That's something I couldn't admit to myself in 2015 because the story was like the most essential thing to me. It's what I cared about the most. But now that time's passed, and in talking about this beta, like I loved the beta, right? The beta was before I had a story to examine. So, like, if I had just judged Halo 5 on the beta, I would have been like, this might be a 10 out of 10 experience, Josh. But it was that story that dragged it down. Now that years have passed, I've come around to being such a Halo 5 stan. I love everything about Halo 5 except the story. And even that story, even though it's still bad and it's never going to change for me, it's something that I just, I appreciate for what it is. I accept it. That's and, your last uh, Jedi all, of Halo. Really all, that's your that? last Jedi of Halo. You come around to it. It is. But like, it's like, cause like for you, it's like, you know, you've accepted Last Jedi and there's lots of stuff about it you could appreciate, mm-hmm. but ultimately you're like, Josh knows you'll never be able to sit back and go, you know, Last Jedi really was one of the best stories to ever told in Star Wars. It's just not going to be able Although to Although I, pre- you know, any of you guys that feel that way, that's awesome. No, I'm not going to yeah, debate you just, on that. And I like Last Jedi more than Josh, mm-hmm. but it's just, I'm never going to be able to just say Halo 5, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. People, so many people like to criticize Sacred Icon stuff. It's like, Oh, you know, give him a couple of years. He's going to say Halo 5 story was a masterpiece. No, I've never said that. I'm never going to say that because I just, I like to find the good in things. But, you know, and the Halo 5 story does have some good things in it. But ultimately, it, it, it failed more than it succeeded. It's always going to be that way. But I focus on the good things now. Halo 5's multiplayer 
is God tier. Sometimes I still wonder if I like it more than Infinite. I know Josh is more attached to it than I am, but me and Josh have Halo 5 up there at the top. Uh, the beta was the most blissful experience of Halo 5 as a product I ever well had. It was amazing. It was the thing that kicked off a year of hype, kicked off excitement for that game, and it was the saving grace of the failure that was MCC. So that's wow. where I stand. Man, I can't say it any better than Brian puts it, man. That's a tweet right there. That's a tweet summed up. Dude, I feel the same way. It was blissful, man. That was probably the most fun I've ever had playing Halo multiplayer. And I've still had plenty of fun times, but I think that was like the new peak, the new plateau. And I think I'm always chasing that high. And nothing can really topple that simply because you went, I went into that one not expecting to play that or have that experience that I had. It wasn't just playing a new Halo multiplayer. It wasn't just falling in love with it. It was also never having played like that before in that team unison way. So unified and almost like, you know, being one Spartan, you know, one mi- a hive mind and two arms, a head, yeah, legs, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and playing collectively together like that. Um, it was just lightning in a bottle in a lot of ways in that regard. And Halo Infinite is amazing. It's, it's definitely in my top three of Halo multiplayers, but, um, Halo 5 just hit on a whole different level. And yes, it was sweaty. I do feel bad for the more casuals, people that wanted to just play regular Slayer, and then they're going in, and you got guys that are like, you know, B2, 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 uh, uh, ba- ba- you know, battle rifle, battle, uh, OS, OS, you know, and you got them yelling. So can you imagine, like, somebody playing Halo for the first time, it's like, oh, I got five on Blue Sneaky, and you're like, what the, f- Blue, Blue Sneaker? Sneak- yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, you, that's a good point that I didn't touch on, Josh, is that, yeah, I mean, Halo 5 did really, really lack, I mean, people give infinite crap, but it lacked heavier in the social mm-hmm. features. Now, to be fair, it had Warzone, which is very social, so they get that. They get the points for that, but like, Big Team Battle, yeah. in my opinion, it never existed in that game. It came later, patched in, with like Forge maps, but it never felt like no, Big Team Battle Forge, in any way. Forge, I mean, just, to be fair, every Forge has gotten progressively better. I don't think it's ever taken a back step, but the maps in that looked so bland. I mean, they still looked better yeah. than what we had before. I can remember playing Reach Forge maps, and they all had that same grayness to them. But yeah, it was just still really bad. It was not fun. And yeah, it felt like an afterthought, because even right away, you said at the very beginning of the episode, they're showing us the multiplayer footage, the reveal, and we're seeing like things like Breakout, and we're getting the, the commentary from uh, those... I can't remember who the guys were, but you had people like T-Squared and a bunch of other pros playing... And we're seeing that preview, and it already feels like that focus of esports being shoved down everyone's throats. Like, oh yeah, that was this, that was. From the, and then when you start watching sprint, and you're seeing from the ground up, that was the DNA. And at the time, I liked that. To this day, I love that. But I am kind of relieved in some ways that Infinite, as much as I want wanted basically Halo Five multiplayer again, I'm glad that it's it's its own thing. And it, yes, it does still have an esports focus, but it feels a little bit more accessibly casual. Uh, friendly for a lot of people by comparison. But yes, is it still sweaty? Yeah. Uh, but Halo 5 was an, or, an overreaction to the criticism of Halo 4's yeah. multiplayer because Halo had always felt like it had an angle in which it could be played socially sure. or competitively. And then you get to Halo 4, and the universal opinion was Halo 4 is just a social experience. Competitive does not even exist there. And if it does, it's only because you've disabled pretty much everything 343's added. Disabled sprint, disabled drop mm-hmm. pods or whatever they're called, mm-hmm. um, disabled uh, equipment. Then maybe you could have a, a semblance of a competitive thing. So it basically just competitively it just dropped off the face of the map. So then 343 being a new developer, they're going, oh shit, 
we made a mistake. We got to correct that. Halo 5 was like an overcorrection yeah. in one sense because they just went all in on the competitive and they crafted an extremely amazing experience that, that Josh and I love so much, but they kind of left the social people out to dry a bit. Yeah. I was so. very happy at that point in my life. Jurassic World had come out, and I, as much as I love the Jurassic franchise, I couldn't give any more of a shit for it because Star Wars was on the horizon that year. But just preceding it, I had Halo 5. Everything was just coming up fun. I think we even had Fallout not too long after. Fallout 4. Fallout 4, yeah. So 2015 was just a banger of a year in terms of like releases. and Force Awakens. Yeah. Was that so uh, Halo 5 is, is you know about to come out, and, and we're, but we're playing the beta months ahead. And when the beta ended, it was so tough to let go, trying to hang on to the last minute to get as much time in with it as you could because you knew it was going to be a while again. And even then, you almost yeah. have that separation anxiety of, is this going to be as good in September as I remember it being here now in January? Is is it going to, are we all going to click? Are we all going to be around for it? Are we all going to be into it? You know, uh, in you know, like Brian said, things kind of changed very quickly once he he played the story and, and experienced that. But that beta was just so blissful, seeing us all click together. That was like when we were really all getting to hang together so much. And um, I was pretty happy that changed the way I played multiplayer, avoiding dead zones and forcing, you know, pick up for power weapons. You know, I over communicated. I would tell guys like I would tell Brian if I picked up the BR, he he would know what weapon I had, even if it was the plasma yeah. pistol, just because I'm communicating so they have an idea. And you're like through grenade, <laughs> yeah. hit the floor. Yeah. Uh, he's not far off, guys. He's really not far off. And I just had a great time actually getting into the flow of those matches, competing against people. I wanted to win. I wanted to. I didn't want to lose. You know, I had that mindset of it was all about who wanted it more, and that just was so such a driving force. It brought out a competitive edge, I think, that had laid dormant since my LAN party days and 2006, so almost, you know, 10 years later, I'm feeling that. And then, you know, we're riding that hype train for the campaign. Pretty much after the beta ended, for me, it was, you know, like Brian said, you know, blue team reveals, uh, Bucks coming back. You know, and, and obviously seeing Warzone and stuff, but it was more getting excited. Like, okay, the multiplayer's good. We can tell this is going to be amazing. We can get excited. But how's the story? And then as they started to show that more, you start getting excited for that. And you seem like it seems like everything is lining up to be this triple A banger benchmark title for Halo games. And didn't quite work out that way. But to this day, that is probably the most fun I've ever had playing Halo multiplayer. Simply because I always had a friend to usually play it with. And... I felt rewarded for thinking smart. I felt uh, if if I failed, if I lost, then I knew that was on me or you know my team as a whole and stuff like that. I didn't feel like I was getting like really like spammed or 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 stuff. And and there would be frustrating times when you feel like you just can't get an up on a team or you know an opposing team. But I always had fun with it. I always I felt rewarded for thinking smart, and it challenged me to think better. I was I went and started reading the Art of War by Sun Tzu because I was like, shit, how can I apply this to my multiplayer in this? You know, and <laughs> you know, you know, you know, I realized yeah. Josh is uh, actually as far as online experiences go, Halo Five is the most fun I've ever had with Halo multiplayer. My my favorite Halo multiplayer experience is the Halo Two LAN experience. Yeah. That is number one for, for sure. me. I get that. But if I think of all the times I played Halo online from from two, three, uh, you know, Reach, four, five, MCC, all that stuff, Infinite. Now the most, the highest heights I had 
playing online was playing Halo 5. Well, I'll sure. tell you this to wrap this up so we can go into business. So I played the yapping playlist, guys, in Infinite just recently, and I wanted to get... There's a couple rewards in there I really wanted to get. Well, I get them, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see this through, and I want to get every one of them. Well, I'm sitting there playing the modes, which for those of you that played the yapping, you know how that... That was one of the best things Infinite's done so far. The, the modes were super fun, Brian. I mean, just having, like, crazy BTB frenzy, uh, you just anarchy, and... I was slaying it up in there. Sometimes I, other people were slaying me, but I was having a blast playing that, earning the rewards. And I thought this, like I can tell, you know, again, that infinite's got it. It's got the DNA to be incredible. It just needs the content to catch up. And because I, even as I'm playing in the happening, I'm I'm thinking about how I'm sick of playing on these same BTB maps. We gotta have more variety, and at this point, we should have had at least one more for this. But I'm not gonna go on that. But it's just to say that like Halo Five was awesome peak, and I don't think anything will top it for me in terms of the multiplayer. But I'm playing the Yapping in Infinite, and I'm getting refreshed on Infinite's multiplayer. And I'm sitting there thinking they got it. Like this is not anywhere near what Halo Five was, but it is just as good in its own right. And yeah. it has got such promising potential. This is like a sports athlete that doesn't have the best rookie year, but starts showing enough by the end of it to make you excited for what they're going to bring in the second season and how they perform. And that's what I feel about that. I can't wait to play that more with friends. Brian and I are going to – we played that. I didn't tell you, dude. I got to post this at some point. But when we were playing the last time we played together, just before you had River Kate, you and I were like wandering around some map, one of the newer maps, and – I just followed you, dude. We didn't shoot anybody. We were trying to find somebody. I just followed you the whole time. And it was just like a nice little sentimental moment. And I got to post that clip at some point. But uh, that's the kind of yeah, shit Halo, fucking Halo. Ouija would be like. I'm so glad Josh recorded that so I could see that shit. Well, that's kind of one of uh, that's one. Of, I want to ask you a few questions for you yeah, out of here. And that's kind of ties into one of the questions is. Because for me, I got a feeling you're going to agree. Maybe you won't. For me, uh. Even if I liked Halo 5, I'm not sure, but even if I liked Halo 5's multiplayer better than Infinite's, mm -hmm. I still am glad they went this route with Infinite because I get to have Halo 5 and Infinite, and I think Infinite's so good. Yeah. Do you feel the same, or do you... Like, if you were being selfish for yourself, would you have preferred they carried Halo 5 forward with Infinite, or are you glad they gave us what they gave us with Infinite's multiplayer? Man, that's a great question, Brian. Seriously. Uh, I, like, just selfishly I think I think I would have still preferred Halo 5's sweatiness. Okay. Simply because I, whenever I have friends to play it with, I love it, and I had that more often than not, but I do sympathize for other people who didn't. Yeah. Halo Infinite does a much better job. It's still sweaty, but it does find a better balance of appeal to some casual people who just want to go in. And you can play with bots now, too, which is a first ever. So yeah. uh, I, it's better for what it is. I'm happy with what it is. You know, if I'm ranking top three, it's going to be Halo 5's multiplayer. It's going to be Halo 2, simply out of nostalgia. Uh, and then it's going to probably be Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite is still incredible. It goes my those are my top three, but it goes two, two, and then it's either five or infinite. Mm. I don't know, my two five infinite, but infinite might. It just depends because I do love the social aspects of Halo Infinite a lot well, more, like playing big. Yeah, games. I was going to say, and we're still so early into Infinite Cycle yeah. that I mean we we haven't even reached a year fully yet. So yeah. Well, and I do kind of hate to say this because like I don't feel the same way, but to be objective for the greater community, I can say it. You're seeing the resurgence Cyberpunk 2077 is having Love right it. now. That can absolutely happen for Halo Infinite. The reason I don't like saying that is because, to me, Halo Infinite delivered plenty. Like, I, I, I still believe they need to release the things they've promised. The content needs to come. Forge, co-op. 
I'm absolutely irate about the fact that they just canceled split screen after saying for a fact for you. You know, I put it in. Out. I got to say something about that before we get out of here. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't okay, want to cut you off. I was going to say, oh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll get back to you then. Um, but ultimately I, I was a satisfied customer mm-hmm. of Halo Infinite. I loved the campaign. I played it multiple times. I played the multiplayer just as much as any other Halo game, pretty much despite the lack of, of modes or whatever. Yeah. So for me to say like, Oh, just wait, uh, Halo Infinite could be good, like Cyberpunk did years later. I don't like saying that, because for me, it's not true. The game was good day one. I don't need it to have a Cyberpunk recovery. But if you're looking at like player numbers and dissatisfaction among the community, I guess it does need to have that on some level. And it definitely can as these features come out. Forge mode gets implemented. Co-op comes out. All that. What were you going to say, Josh? Well, I, I definitely get that uh, perspective, too. Um, and I'm somewhat similar. Somewhat similar. But just with when it comes to the split-screen stuff, I feel kind of bad. Like, yes, that absolutely... Should not have been canceled. They need to come back at some point and revisit that conversation. But I do feel bad that we kind of hold that against them in some ways because it's like the people who made that decision at the time back in the day, like Bonnie Ross, who said, we're, we're going to have it in the next one. She's not there anymore. And a lot of people have come in and out of that 343 uh, place. And it's just, you know, as much as it sucks because it's a business, you know, especially us as consumers, we're, we're trying to hold them to that standard of what they say, their word is their bond, you know, and stuff. And we're supposed to trust them if we want to buy their products and they're supposed to be able to to deliver that kind of stuff. I do feel bad because at the same time, it's just like the 343 in 2015 or 2014, whenever they made that statement is, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not 343 in 2022. It's seven years. So much has changed. And it's like, yes, they do need to follow through their word. But at the same time, a lot has changed since then. And I don't think back then they even thought the next Halo would take that long to come out, let alone be a games as a service, let alone have a pandemic. So many different butterfly effect factors that have altered um, where we're at now in life, let, let alone I hate to be a negative Nancy, Josh, because, you know, I like to be positive. But I disagree because they've mentioned split screen as recently as like Within the last year. Well, you would know that more it. than I would. So, I mean, if they said that yeah, even, th- like, yeah, then, then, yeah, that's a several little bit times. more of, a, of an issue, for yeah, sure. Yeah, several times since Joe's shown up, they've mentioned it. Um, obviously, work's already been done to it because people are breaking the game to play it. Right, I've seen that on Reddit. Um, yes. and And so, so you have... You have Bonnie's original commitment back in the 2015-2016 time, and you have it being recommitted several times with Halo Infinite. And the fact that people purchased that campaign... Mm. With the expectation, they were promised they would get that component later. You know, there's de- there's absolutely people out there who purchased the campaign and are waiting till the co-op split-screen releases to play with their son or daughter. Sure. That's absolutely out there. So for me, I know that seems a little extreme, but I think if you are that kind of person, that justifies getting a refund because you were sold the product on a, on a complete lie. But that's besides the point. I was just trying to say, you know, Halo Infinite. I'm sure this will be a future like discussion jo- for another episode. Like Josh says, it has everything it needs to be just the best Halo ever. It's, it's got, got the DNA there. So, I could not have said that for Halo yeah. 4, and I'm not trying to dog on Halo 4. I do like Halo 4. I agree. But Halo 4 is like the redheaded stepchild in a lot of ways, and it doesn't get as much love. It still deserves it, but it was very different in what it was trying to do, and you know, it it it, it kind of regressed. It essentially regressed, but well, Halo Infinite... To be fair, Josh, I don't think Halo 5 had it either because Halo 5 is missing the social foundation. Yeah, I don't know. That's something where I kind of disagree because it like it was, yeah. but at the same time, it it got it. It just wasn't in the way we wanted or deserved it. That's you that's know, perfect. like I because I, I mean, it did get pretty social. Like the Forge was still good in terms of what people could create. It was it had you know the theater was still yeah. there and fun and stuff like that. Uh, I still had a blast playing a lot of different modes with people, but it was all kind of in that Forge archetype aesthetic, and I, I just that I, I don't mess with that shit. And and 
You know, coming off of just the momentum killer that the story was for people like you. Uh, no, it's it's harder to enjoy a, 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 the second half of the game when you can't enjoy the first main half. That's the main slice of the. You know, like you can't enjoy if you if you don't like the pizza, you're gonna be kind of sullied trying to enjoy the dessert because you're coming off yeah, the, that's the main because like halo infinite's campaign was so freaking good that i i jump in that multiplayer and i'm like yeah more of this hell yeah you know and halo 5 it's like you know that camp that, that story sucked but you know this is still amazing so i'm playing it regardless okay josh as a final as a final question mm-hmm. um and they know these are so pointless to ask but i love numbers give me uh out of 10 what you'd give the beta uh, and out of ten, what you'd give Halo 5's multiplayer in its release form, and try to dis- try to disregard the fact that one had way more content than the other, just on a a fun gameplay like perspective. Great question. The beta was ten out of ten. I'm biased, but I will say simply because you had less is more. So the fact that you had so few maps left you wondering what else we were going to get that was remakes or just in terms of aesthetic designs because the map layouts yeah. were not only fantastic, aesthetically they were quite pleasing and looked beautiful. Um, yeah. And it was really great to see the momentum they had coming off of that as well as what you saw that they were doing in the sprint some of those videos that were coming out like weekly or whenever they dropped them. But seeing the, the passion the team had behind it and just getting a better look inside 343 in 2015 um, – it was fun. The gameplay just felt real tight on the loop. It felt fast, fluid. Um, I never felt like I was too out of it. You know, it was moving so fast that when I died, it really gave me those precious seconds. If it's like seven seconds or something, I'm waiting to respawn. I really took those seven seconds to really think about the mistake I made. Or I'm on the edge of my seat, clenching my butt cheeks, curling my toes, trying to get back so I can help Brian get the flag back because now it's just sitting there, you know, and no one's grabbing it. Um, so it just it created this this sense of excitement of what else you got, you know, because it was yeah. so it was so few and so small. The main title um, in terms of the full release, I'd probably give it uh, uh, 75 out of 100, 7.5, uh, not a seven, I'm, not a for I'm saying for just the multiplayer yeah, only, just the multiplayer so only simply because wow, so it went down that. Yeah, far I mean, I could give it an eight, but it's honestly it's more just the foretell it back. They, I do not like guys. We I mean, Brian doesn't either. But it is a huge turnoff when they start implementing forge maps into multiplayer, which they're gonna do, you know, of course, with infinite. And to clarify, but, yeah, we're not we're talking about pre pre infinite. We don't know yet. Appear to look like they're because our thing is we don't have fun if the aesthetics are garbage, and the aesthetics for forge have always sucked balls yeah. prior to infinite. I wanna, that's why so that's why I, I, that's like why I think. Review. I mean, I'm conspiracy theorist here, but I really think that's a big reason why Breakout didn't take off people want to play in maps that phil lived in not some digital landscape you know out of tron so yeah uh i i think it was just the forge stuff hurt it i mean a big map on the rotation in halo 5 cycle ended up becoming pegasus i loved the layout of that but it was not fun to look at and i'm playing in a bland environment and i just feel like i'm playing a beta and this is a full-fledged product it's a big mistake it's a big no-no to do that i don't like that on top of it uh honestly it's it's less for me and it's more for the people out there. Like it sounds like I'm patting myself at the back. I feel like Homelander and the boys, but um, it really is, you know, for the other people. Like I felt bad that so many people had to go through that wreck system so long trying to get their armor and their gear. Just mm-hmm. wanted to look, yeah. you know, just have that way because I get it in any game. You know, even though Brian doesn't care for cosmetics as much, he would tell you he understands. I mean, sometimes it's like all a mental thing. If if you feel like you like how your character looks, then you feel like you're gonna play better. You know, and stuff like yeah. that. So, 
I, I feel bad for a lot of people that went through that. But, uh, I mean, for me, I guess I'd probably say an 8 out of 10. It's just the Forge stuff that hurt it. And not having you there at launch, I mean, and even really throughout its cycle, even though we went back and forth. We had a renaissance with the multiplayer, but not having that momentum from the beta carry over and the Forge maps and seeing that most of the downloadable, like the future maps that came out, ended up having a UNSC kind of template aesthetic to it. Uh, there ended up being a lack of aesthetic variation in there. Not as much. Um, you got like one Promethean, one or two Promethean maps, one or two like Covey maps. But considering how different all those aesthetics are, we didn't really get a lot of variation of those in Halo 5's yeah. multiplayer. But uh, still pretty yeah, great. What I about you, man? I'm sorry. That, engi- that engine's holding them back uh-huh. because the same thing. The Slipspace engine, for those who don't know, I'm pretty sure everyone does. It's just It's the same engine that they were using for Halo 1. Every Halo, they mod the engine to me crazy different, mm. and they've just been modding it since Halo 1, and that's still what we have for Infinite, and it seems like that engine keeps them from doing anything quickly, and I think that's part of why Halo 5 had so much of Forge maps and, oh, maps with the UNSC aesthetic, because it was easier than to create new stuff like... Brian, I got and one question Covenant, for you but, before we get out of here, but before that, what, what about you with your ratings? Um, I would say for the beta, it was a 10, because it was like... One of, if not the most fun I ever had playing multiplayer in Halo 5's beta. Uh, the graphics were better. So, like, even though I didn't notice that the uh, the graphical downgrade when I played the full game a year later, if you look up comparative screenshots, the game looked far prettier during the beta. It was much more shiny and colorful, mm-hmm. uh, where it's more dull and drab in the uh, original or the release. Um, and then also, like Josh said, there was, a, there was an idea of, like, oh, sky's the limit. What more can come of this? Where... I am actually surprised that Josh gave, not that it's bad at all, but like gave it the a full release lower than that. Because for me, I would just go slightly down and say a 9 out of 10 for the Halo 5 full release. Because for me... Brian usually scores higher than me. This is a good case of that. Because I could see a 9. Yep. I could definitely agree with a 9. Because for me, it's like Halo 5's full multiplayer, it offered, realistically, it offered the exact same experience I got out of the beta. Uh, it was just a couple noticeable things. Mm-hmm. Like the SMG being not as powerful and oh, having to play on more forge maps and stuff yeah. you know you know what so. you're making me realize it's it's i give it an eight more because it's less about what it ended up doing because what it did was great that pushes it up to eight but it's more about what it didn't end up doing and i'm thinking like the map aesthetic designs the big team battle that just got took a big yeah. dump things like that and people try and really it's easy to, to play a beta and we we all did this for infinite and really screwed up on that but uh it's really easy to play a beta and go you know, the full product's going to be at least 10 times the amount of content. <laughs> and then you play a beta. You play a beta, and it's either maybe at best twice as much, but likely to be just like maybe they add a couple maps, and that's about it. Worst thing 343 has ever done to me. It's a hot take, but worst thing they ever did. And in, in, in their history of owning the Halo IP, even over Halo 5's, uh, you know, quote-unquote, you know, bad marketing, was releasing that multiplayer early. They should not have done. I that do hate that. that they released the should not have done. Multiplayer I just think it was such early. a. I do hate it that. was a it was a short momentum boost that ended up being a momentum killer overall. Like it just it it, it was do what it was. We need to okay Irish Phoenix right. Mm-hmm. We get a meme for you to make. It's literally the Batman begins. Christian Bale is fighting with Liam Neeson on the ice, and he's like, "You've sacrificed your footing for a for a a fall or whatever." Basically, he he gets he he's able to hit Liam Neeson. <laughs> But then he's on ice that breaks and he falls into the ice. Yeah. That's what 343 did by releasing the multiplayer hmm. early for Halo Well Infinite. said. Well said. They got us. 
boom, they got us just like that. <laughs> and then, oh, well, guess Sweet what? Delay. In two weeks, everyone's going to, two, three weeks, everyone's going to realize you had no more content than that. And it's going to, the floor is going to drop out quicker than ever. Yeah, well so. said. My question for you, do you feel like had Halo 5's multiplayer been the complete opposite experience that you would be in a different place as a Halo fan today? Like how big of a contributing like factor stuck? was Halo 5's multiplayer being so much fun for you overall as a Halo fan? Like how much has that really impacted you still being a fan to this day? Has that played a big part or you know, no? I would lean more towards big than small because while I would say that most of my Halo perception is going to be on how the campaigns mm-hmm. are, that's where most of my perception is going to be, Halo 5 being good in virtually every way except story is what makes it another strong title in the legacy of Halo games for me. Like when I look at Halo, as me personally, Brian, as a fan, when I look at Halo, there's never been a bad Halo game. You know, the Bungie games, Halo 4, Halo 5, Halo Infinite, never been a bad one. Halo Wars 1 and 2, not, not bad at all. And it's because for me, Halo 5 delivered, for me personally, Halo 5 delivered in all ways with story. It just sucks that story was what was most important to me. Mm-hmm. But because even the even the gameplay that they introduced with the multiplayer, that was carried over into the campaign. And the campaign's level designs were ten times the quality of Halo 4's level designs. Holy shit, it wasn't even close. The verticality, oh, loved the it. places you went. The campaign was beautiful. It was fun. Had great set the piece moments design, too. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was amazing. Like it was literally you could give me the exact same campaign with the same levels, music, encounters, and everything, but just alter the story, and you're looking at a potential nine out of ten Halo campaign yeah, experience. Yeah. It's just the story felt the narrative completely was just agree. So ter- terrible. Completely agree. So so yeah, it matters a lot. It really does matter a lot. So I'm glad it came in that way. Josh, my last question for oh, you. Shit. We keep saying last okay. questions. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite and I don't know if it is Halo five, what's your favorite beta of all time and why? Oh, just gaming overall, it would be Halo 5. Gaming it beta. would be Halo 5. Now, Halo 3 comes yeah. close. Halo 3 comes close. But, uh, you know, it's really off by pubic hair simply because Halo 5 just was that lightning in the bottle moment of of all my friends coming together and reaching that plateau of Halo that I never had before. It's playing in that same gameplay loop that's evolved, obviously, but playing in a way that we've never played before. So it felt wholly new, not just this is a new version of a of an existing experience. But Halo 3s was good too. I mean, because the euphoria at the time, that's why Crackdown sold as much as it did pretty much. Um, I can remember so many people taking off uh, school, work, and stuff like that. The vid doc that was coming out to promote the multiplayer beta. Um, playing on Valhalla for the first time, high ground. Um, it would be Halo games. It would absolutely be Halo games, but it would be Halo 5 simply because you're coming off a uniquely depressing moment in video game history with the launch of the MCC. Not just what that was, what that meant to us and how much that hurt us, but also what that did for a lot of games moving forward because it's like seemed like that was kind of the kicker, right? Kicked off all these like Seemed like it kicked off all these games releasing like half baked, you know, looking at you, Assassin's Creed Unity. But uh, after that, you know, I mean, just playing the Halo 5 beta was like a resurgence. It was like reminding us that like we don't need to walk away from Halo, you know, <laughs> like hang in there a little bit longer, see what's on the other side. And with just seeing like, you know, the, the multiplayer had all the potential in the world, having the fun it was, seeing what was to come and the way they were building up this narrative approach. Um, seemed like all eyes were turning on Halo Five, so I just that was a happy point in my life 
It was a really happy point in my life and just so much to look forward to that drives my mental joy. You know, I think if I didn't have things to look forward to, I'd be a very depressed person. I'm always got something I'm looking forward to, even if it's just getting home and having a meal. It's it's just as simple as that. And having you and me are the exact same in that. Yeah, way. I gotta have something like that. And knowing that Halo Five was coming, um, I didn't know we didn't know Halo Four. Were, I'm sorry, I didn't. We did not know Halo MCC was gonna get fixed. It was we just assumed that it was cast out to sea, left to sink. And we just moved on to Halo 5 because we quickly realized, like, this might actually be what really is the next step. Going to Halo MCC at the time, I'm sorry, going to Halo MCC at the time felt almost like you're going back to an X. So for some people it works, for some people, for most people it doesn't. And it just didn't work at the moment. And then you see Halo 5 and you're like, okay, MCC's what I want to be with. That's who I want to be with. Halo 5's who I'm supposed to be with. And then you go on to that experience and you just have it a, an amazing time, and, and it was just fun, you know. And I then you play Halo Five story, and you find out your girl's got a shitty. <laughs> Which is a different story for another time, but you know what? <laughs> it was it's just a uh, that was my favorite beta, dude. I, I I don't think I'll ever get that high again. It was just it was fucking awesome. And I'm sitting there in Brian's room, guys. Brian would tell me all these crazy ass funny stories, you know. And I'm sitting there. I can remember laughing in there. I can remember stuff in my face in that room. He had like a Pulp Fiction poster. He had the you know the Dark Knight trilogy posters. He had like, you know, uh, the 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 Lord of the Rings, oh, Lord of the Rings posters, which I still. Oh have. my gosh, yeah, you he had all these posters, and you walk in, and it's 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 a big room. It's not like super big, but it's big enough, and he keeps it spacious. And Brian always kept it clean. And now I don't care what anyone does with their rooms, you know what I mean? Like I don't judge anyone by that stuff. But Brian, it was so funny because. You know, Brian would have one sock on the floor, and he'd say, "Sorry about the mess, guys." You know, but but he always had it clean. Everything was dusted. He had a cabinet on the left side of his entertainment center where his television sat. He had a DVD collection, his Blu-ray collection that he took pride in. On the right side was his 360 physical collection. No platinum hits. It was all day one release box art, box set stuff, uh, and brand new sealed copies. You know that were only opened by him, nobody else. Uh, and it was just euphoric walking in that freaking room, creating these memories, especially culminating in, in Halo 5's beta, where we all fell into a rhythm and sync. Because there are so many different memories up and down that could fill out this show for another three years. You know, but I, it was incredible. That's crazy you say that. that I think about it because uh, Halo 5's release, that that was the end of the room. It really was. It really was. Because because after that came out and I, you know, a lot of stuff w- happened. And then the following year, I, I got a house. And then I started dating a girl. 2016, and like, and I started just, dating, there, yeah. I was, yeah, and yeah, there was just, that was the end. So there was basically this huge renaissance of Halo that led up to MCC, and then it flowed into Halo 5, and then Halo 5's yeah. release, and that's kind of where it Well, that was on, t- on top of it's it, been, 2014, we start working together again. 2015, you go down to one day a week at that job because you're, you're, you get your yeah. other job. And then you kind of eventually, through 2015, you moved on. So then 2016 was yeah. like this whole new era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it... Um, it's bittersweet because there's there's that part of me that looks back on the carefreeness of that time, the having the sealed games and the obsessions and the and the room that I kept super clean and I there's there's a part of me that goes, "Man, like I miss that and I want to do that again, but I but I know that's gone forever." And then there's the other part of me that goes, "I'm glad that's not me anymore. I'm glad I'm not focused on if I have sealed copies of all these games and if <laughs> And if and if and if Halo Five doesn't deliver, my emotions are going to be shattered. 
it's not like that anymore. You know, I like, love it, that about our dynamic in some ways. You happen. you're like that person who's like, you know what? A huge part of me misses that. A huge part of me wants to do that. But I'm also extremely happy where I'm at and how much things have changed. Yeah. Me, I'm like, you know what? Exactly. But also, I could have done that every day for the rest of my life and been so happy. You know, I loved it. And honestly, guys. Yeah. Especially talking about it in this episode, that's why I'm I'm at least personally here doing the podcast with Brian. I think it was honestly the lightning in the bottle, um, eureka moment, uh, just shift that I experienced with Halo 5's multiplayer going into Halo Forward that really, well, and this, really catapulted this is the me. Sequel. Yeah, that really catapulted me. This, yeah. this right here is the sequel to that era. The podcast is the sequel to that yeah, era. This is it really me, is. This is Brian and Josh older. Doing their new version oh, of what we had in 2014, 2015. Yeah, because you say the it's podcast. like bittersweet, but then I'm like, but that man, we're here, and I'm like, I know for me, that's yeah. kind of where the train started coming, like rolling with that, because of uh, coming off that high, man, and and I think we were, I think we were both doing some soul search in 2016, 2017, 2018. There's like a three year period yeah. there where, you know, we weren't, we weren't. Well, I mean, you were hanging out over at my new house and stuff, but we we did you, play you Halo Five. Girl. We did play Halo Five at times. Yeah. Yeah. You were dating a girl, I was dating a girl, you know, I bought my house, I went through a drinking stint where that's all I did, and I told that story in the podcast a long time ago, pissed Josh off because I was... A, <laughs> you know, out of respect to you, you don't have to tell the story, but... No, I won't tell it again, they can find it in the... Hey, Brian, can you tell the story real quick about the, the, the butt cheeks to the wall thing? I've been... I can't think of a better... Oh, time. yeah! Brian told me, just to set it up, Brian tells me stories all the time as I'm going over there in 2014, and every one of them freaking kills me because I, I am still new to Brian in a lot of ways, as tight as I am with him, as much as I know him, and every one of these just makes me lose my shit, and this is happening in, in, a lot of times in between lobbies waiting for the next Halo match, so go ahead, Brian. Well, what sucks is I'm building, it's build, being built up now, but so this is, this is a story that Josh wanted me to tell on the podcast for a long time that I we always forget to bring up but so I was like nine or ten years old and I'm over at my friend Tyler's house and we're in his bedroom and we're playing uh with like a board game or something and and he's like let's do truth or dare and <laughs> I was like okay so this sounds good he's like okay he's like I double dog dare you to hump the wall and we're both nine or ten years old right so I mean we're not we're kids we don't really know things that well and I'm like, what? Hump the wall? And he's like, I'll close my eyes and turn my head. But I double dog dare you to hump the wall. And I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So he turns his head, closes his eyes. I pull down the back of my hand, my the back of my pants, and start ramming my butt cheeks up against his wall. Just back and forth, just bumping my butt cheeks up against the wall. And then I get done, I pull my pants up, and I'm like, okay. I did it. I humped the wall. And he's like, you did? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, wow. <laughs> and then I just went on for years, blissfully not knowing what humping was, thinking that just bump, twerking my ass cheeks against the wall was humping. <laughs> That's what fucking killed me when he told me that the first so time. Like, he has no idea. There's just there's just oh. a there's just a light ass imprint of my butt cheeks <laughs> on the wall in his bedroom for years to come. <laughs> Though I guess he would want he wanted me to do the other thing, which was worse. But I'm just like, well, just imagine if he opened his eyes and he just sees your like fucking like SpongeBob ass cheeks, <laughs> just yeah, just bumping the wall. <laughs> You're like, I told you to hump the wall. Why are you tw- why are you ass bumping my wall? I've got a splinter in my butt cheeks. <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> that's the kind of stuff he would tell me, though. That's why that the, those times were so much fun. It would be, though. You're right, though. We'd be, uh, like, in between a match, and I'd tell a story like that. You'd start dying <laughs> laughing, and the match would start. You'd be like, okay, okay, I got red. I got red bait. Yeah, so, oh, my like, God. Yeah, or I'd be sitting there going, okay, uh, make sure you equip your, uh, your, your, your boost. Oh, do that real quick. Oh, because we'd be dying laughing, man. Oh, my God. But see, man, can't you – you guys just, like, listening to this podcast, can't you guys tell, like, for those of you that follow the Twitter as well, can't you guys tell why, at least for – I mean, well, it should be for Josh, too. I don't want to speak for Josh, but I – well, I'm going to speak for you, and then you correct me if I'm <laughs> okay. wrong because I think I'm right. This is why Josh and I still love the 343 Halo so much. This is why we still love 343 despite all of the issues. Because look how many freaky memories we've formed together. Look how much fun we've had through Halo 4, 5, and Infinite. I would say, in, in MCC, I would say most of our memories have probably been 5 in MCC. Uh, but we had a lot of, well, we had a lot of 4 in Reach before MCC, which obviously Reach is oh, Yeah, I forgot that. And then we had played some Reach, you know, yeah. MCC and 5, and then and now Infinite. And, and this podcast is, is during 343's tenure with the series. I mean, Josh and I met in 2011, so virtually, you know... In a, it's Halo specifically, 90% of our friendship is based around the 343 era of Halo, and, and that's what so much of our friendship and memories and, and, and fun has been with those games. And I wouldn't take back any of you know, the, You know I would prefer the Halo 5 story was different. Mm-hmm. You know Josh would prefer Halo 4 had less orange, and it <laughs> didn't have the, the multiplayer be so casual like it was. You know, if we wish Infinite had more content. Which MCC and, would not have shit the bed right away. All the features. Yeah, I said that? I wish MCC hadn't shit the bed like instantly. A, a yeah, dead upon arrival. We wish all these things had been different, but it's like it's also like for the people, and I know there's people out there who sincerely, sincerely want this, and I, I know they're being honest and true. I know it's not a joke, or it's not even hyperbole. They're being honest. But there's people out there that say, I just wish 343 had never existed. I just wish we didn't have to have any of their games. I wish they'd never been put on the series. I can't agree with that at all because maybe it could have been better with someone else. I don't know, but this is the timeline we're in, and it's been freaking awesome with them. There's been so many good memories, and I just I love it. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. Uh, even if it's just like um, you know, Josh talks about Josh mentioned a lot of times. You use this thing where you'll say like, "If I could take that percent chance to trade this thing for that thing, I would or I wouldn't." Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of the, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Like maybe. Maybe if I could take a, a, a chance and roll the dice and Halo 4, 5, and 6 from a different company was better, would I roll the dice? No, I wouldn't. And I know there's a lot of people that would, but I wouldn't. I love 343's games. And to be conclusive on this episode, Halo 5's beta was freaking awesome. It was One freaking of, awesome. I wouldn't change it for the world Ever. either. I only wish it never could have ended. You know, and just we just been yeah. stuck playing the bait all the time. Oh, you think they'll add a new map next week? <laughs> no, that might be kind of cool. Oh, what you think you're gonna? You think they'll finally remake Terminal? No, probably not. Probably not. Just, just, <laughs> it's just Empire and Truth. Yeah, forever. No, it was just a fun cycle. Yeah. It just it proved how much fun Halo's system was, man. Just the DNA of it that you could play on so few maps, but have so much fun. And even though Infinite is in a lot of ways, you know that that applies to Infinite. I know it's a full game over a beta, but uh, you know I don't think we would have gotten what we love about Infinite without going through the trials and tribulations uh, with Halo Five. So I'm with you on that. I wouldn't change it though, because a big no, it's all it's all a learning lesson. I mean, it is MCC being what it is today, Halo Infinite being what it is today, 
for better or worse, it's it's a learning. What is a banger? What, what a banger time, guys! And and tell us, you got to let us know like what your Halo Five beta experience was like because we were in our own echo chamber at that time. We really were, so yeah. we didn't really talk to other people about it. But yeah, you know what. You know what, moving on to the business, Josh, you know, one thing I love about what podcasts, and we just did it for people, is one of the podcasts I listen to all the time, I'll be listening to their podcast while I'm at work or something, and they'll go, all right, before we get out of here, and I'll look at, I'll think to myself, I've only been listening to this podcast for 45 minutes, and I'll look down at the podcast, and I'll see it's a two-hour episode, uh-huh. and it turns out that even though they tried to get off sooner, they just Kept ended going. up talking for another hour yeah. plus. That's what we just well, did. Well, that's, so. that's been happening a lot lately, you know, since you had the yeah. kid, we end up recording longer. It's kind of weird. But before we go into the business, guys, I have to play you a song. Shout out to our boy, Muster Chief, who made a (laughs) a sacred icon rap for us. And uh, Brian has not heard this yet, right? You haven't heard? I don't think you've heard this. Okay. Yeah, I told him I'd play it in one of the episodes. So, yeah. So, here it is. Shout out to Muster Chief. The center of this zone is a sacred icon critical to the great journey. I must when MCC reached the mountain 2092, <laughs> podcasters did more than they could have foreseen. Created a Halo podcast full of positivity, <laughs> within a fan base with high negativity. We listen to them at work, improving productivity, rather than acting on emotions. They focus on objectivity. Oh, that's a hard rap. Halo podcast is the worthiest. When it comes to Halo, they're obsessed. That's not a bad thing. They live their truth, reminiscing about their youth. Was the Halo show bad? Maybe this is into Halo 4 and works at 343 Green Plumber, known as fucking Luigi. He loves Nintendo, and I agree with the spirit and late night gaming. You know them for sure. Ask Mikey Cosplay if you need a cosplay issue cure. Cory Hanks is cool, also called Blaster. When it comes to Patreon, Matthew Salvatore is a key master. Sacred Icon Podcast is the worthiest. When it comes to Halo, they're obsessed. That's not a bad thing. They live their truth, reminiscing about their youth. If you want to talk no, with these legends, go on to the Discord. Your input and recommendations won't be ignored. Channels for any topic you could ever want. <laughs> just get 10 votes and you can discuss your favorite restaurant. Even if you're just an observer, almost 500 Discord that? users are in this server. And if you we want to support this podcast, go to the Patreon. <laughs> you can get more content fast. For a dollar, you get a shout out. Man, we got patrons selling out for us. For five bucks, you get exclusive episodes made by Josh and some blogs. My man. Them. Oh my gosh. Ten gets you exclusive episodes. Holy shit. Twenty-five. <laughs> Early access to the Holy shit. It's lit. And at fifty dollars, you become a sacred boy. After two months of it, you get to be a guest on the podcast. So check out Sacred Icon. <laughs> I love you it. surely enjoy. Sacred Icon podcast is the worthiest. When it comes to Halo, they're obsessed. That's not a bad thing. They live their truth. Reminiscing about their youth. That was it, man. Good shit, though. <laughs> Good shit, man. I bet that took some time. Dude, yeah. Thanks he messaged me about Chief. doing that, man, and was sending me some of the lyrics. I said, I got to hear this ASAP. So, hey, my, shout out to Mustard Chief. Go go hunt him up on YouTube and give him. Microsoft Sam putting in work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
but let that be a good segue into the business. Now, thank you again, Mustard Chief, dude. That was All right. Gold. Well, as as Mustard Chief just covered, if you guys would like to give to our uh, podcast monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash sacred icon. For as little as a dollar, you can be mentioned on the podcast. And for as much as $50, you can be on the podcast with us to record an episode about whatever topic you want, Halo or something else. Um, so if you could just uh, go there at patreon.com, throw money at the screen, patreon.com slash sacred icon. If not, that's okay too. Uh, we just appreciate you listening, uh, coming to the Discord, following us on Twitter, uh, leaving us an iTunes review, sharing the podcast. It's all appreciative, uh, appreciated to us. We love you guys. Um, if you want to follow Josh on Twitter, he is at Jedi Knight Joshy. If you want to follow me, I am at Brian's Bane. And if you want to follow Sacred Icon, we are at Sacred Icon Pod. Is that it, Josh? Yo, I, I do have to say, I've got to make one quick plug real quick. I, I think in all okay. the, you know, me going on vacation, Brian about to have a kid, and just us recording some of our past episodes um, in advance sometimes, I think I did <clears throat> neglect to mention I got to guest star, guys, on the High Potion podcast Oh yeah, with our buddies Stephen Hawes. I don't know if you've heard the last couple episodes, but that boy Hawes is flirting with you, Brian, trying to get you on. You won't believe how many times his ass is on there. Really? His I ass is on there every episode. If he makes any comments about Halo, he's like, I better not put that shit out there. Otherwise, I'm going to get that. I don't want to get that Brian Arvett Twitter smoke. <laughs> <laughs> he says every time. Kills. I love, Dude, them. I, I, I love I, them, them guys. Stephen Hawes are fantastic. I went on there and guested guys and did a cyberpunk episode. It was one of the, the more recent episodes and just had a blast. And we're always flirting with those guys. If you guys haven't heard it from us before, definitely go to your Spotify or iTunes, search High Potion Podcast. If you need an easy entry point, go to the Man. one with Josh on it. it talk I about didn't Cyberpunk. know Steve was a Packers fan. I'm a Bears fan, and they just, uh, Packers whooped their ass last week, and I. I had to take that man on the chin. So, oh. <laughs> but I love I love Steve. Sports ball man, it's sports rough. ball baby, it's back. But Steve Hawes, love you guys, and yeah, that was great. Go check that episode out, guys. Yeah, guys, uh, check out High Potion. If you guys want to leave us an email or send us a voice clip about anything, send it to Sacred Icon Podcast at gmail.com. Let's get into our patrons. I'm going to go quick through these because we're running longer than we thought. Oh, we were right, going baby. To. We have our patrons: Boba's feet, Diente Ombre. Jesse Insanity, Wesley oh. Eaton, Agira, Lisa McCreary, Sparkies, Hocus Locust, Dark Chaos 580, Blind Valkyrie, William Green, Kevin Benson, Albino, I Irving TV. I'm like a bird and I'm Jason Bird and I'm There it is. We got AJ Dank. Oh, it's stinking here, but no, he smells good. We got Fallout 152, Church on a Hill, Dill Rock. He's a rebel. He's a saint. Shit, a rebel. We have ascending from the ashes, born anew. Irish me. <laughs> oh my gosh, Josh. We got lame shark, but he's actually a dope shark. The Dav, Eric Milligan, Jared Hartley, Small Print TV, Bang. Aaron, love him. Colton Pittman, Sacred ooh, Staple, ooh, Rodan, ooh. Butter My Waffles, Nerva, David Wyant. He's our buddy. Anthony Dorsey, ACDC Outlaw, <laughs> Caleb Webster, descending from his butthole hey, web. He did the music for Sacred Icon. He is the Marty O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore <laughs> to Sacred Word. Icon. We have Chris Greco, make a glove, you see my Greco, it's Chris Greco. We got Chris Greco, make a glove, you see my Greco, it's Chris Greco. Brian, you just look like the, right you there. made the same face I imagine you making a River Kate when you like trying to do, oh, go, 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 go. You should do oh, that. Yeah. You should do that. Chris Greco, make a glove, you see my Greco, Chris Greco. I don't have your face pulled up right now, Josh, because I got the patron pulled up. I know. The, your screen is illuminated in, in whiteness. Oh. You look like you have seen. Oh, I you, bet, yeah. Brian literally looks like he's seen Gandalf the White for the first time. He's like, it cannot be. Flame of Odoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, we got our boy Tony. 
not the queen grunt, but the king grunt. Um, Josh, you know what would help me with this bright screen? What's that, buddy? If we could borrow Aries 0430 for some shade. We got Montana Menace, Green Plumber, Joshy Big Boy, Ryan Barca, the NASCAR Thunder 2003 enthusiast, Dustin Mondre, Anthony Nicolosi, Corey Hanks, Preyanchu, Brent Onimo, MH Cosplay dropping through the ceiling with that ODST Chili Drop Boom. Pod, Ian Mills, Spicy Meme Lord Photon, KN Nick, who says, Hey, this podcast is quality, guys. <laughs> Keep that up. Thank you. I appreciate you. I'm supporting you for it. We got Trevor Polkey, who has got women in every fictional universe. He's got his Spartan women. He's got his elves from Lord of the Rings. He's got his 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 Star Wars alien women. He's, he's <laughs> Star Wars alien women. There you go. He's a ladies' man, Trevor Polkey. <laughs> Next, we got the Shipleys. We got the OG Halo podcaster, Dust Storm, and the man who saw Justice League and knew it needed more, and still does. It's Matthew Salvatore. Boom! Thank you guys so much for your Thank patron you support. It has only grown since we've started. Even after the Halo Infinite hype came and went, it's still grown. We love you so much. We appreciate you. Let us know what you think of the Halo 5 beta. Did you play it? Did you? Were you not around for it and you wish you had played it? Was the official release better? Drop us some member berries. We want to know. Tell us what your favorite beta of all time was. Maybe it was Ooh, that's a good I question. I almost said too. Halo Reach for me. I almost said Halo Reach was my favorite beta. Dude, that'd be a great episode at some point. But oh yeah, the Halo Reach beta was really Dude, cool. Just I, got, I bought my general, first like, HD TV. I think would be great. But Halo Five, yeah. or Halo Reach as well. But yeah, yeah. I bought uh, I bought my first HD TV for to play uh, to play Halo oh, Reach. Nice. The oh, beta, pretty cool. It was like a 720p. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Beta, yeah. And I only looked up. Uh, Halo Reach content on my computer when I was in college until I eventually dropped out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. There's that, kid. Worth it. Worth it. Everything turned out okay, right? Hell so. yeah. But guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Bye guys. Podcast, love you. Where we talked about Halo 5's beta. This is Brian, and that's been Josh. We love you guys. And as always, keep it sacred.